0: This is the Wednesday, November 10th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action tonight, including the NBA and some action continues. We'll get you in and out in less than 10
1: minutes. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenbaugh on this Wednesday, so we survived the onslaught of college basketball games. Quite the list. Got there with a winner on New Mexico State, and uh, but in action, Every day, steady, Joe, steady.
1: Yeah, matching. I was on the over in that damn Ohio game last night. And what we get? We got, tw- it was so it's 60 and a half. We get 21 points in the opening eight minutes. And we get to the fourth, and we need a touchdown and an extra point to get to 61. We get the touchdown, but then I can't even remember who it was, quite frankly. It's whoever Ohio was playing. They were down in the game, at Eastern Michigan, I Eastern guess. Eastern Michigan, yep. Yeah. They, they go for two. They're, so they're down eight and they go for two to make it six rather than kick the extra point to make it seven. Now, obviously, from a math perspective, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're playing to win the game. We talk about this all the time, but I've never had this work against me like that. And then they blow it on the two-point conversion and then no one scores the rest of the game with a couple minutes left and it lands dead on 60. So the correct play really bit me last night. These matching totals, I got two of them for tonight. My head's twisted up like a pretzel.
0: Um, yeah, no, that I, uh, that we see it often in the NFL, right? We see it down yeah. to 14, touchdown, go for two. But um, rarely in college. And I think it's maybe the extra point distance. Who knows? Um, but I needed it. I needed the miss. So I, I nutted like uh, under 60 and a half plus money in the side. I'm so happy for you. So yeah, happy for so you. It, it so was, It was big. It was big. Um, okay, so let's, get, let's just start in action because we'll get to the NBA momentarily. Because okay. we've, uh, we've opened the can here uh, in, in Maxion, I got nothing that really jumps out to me. I think Toledo, they've been kind of underachieving all year. We talked about it yesterday in the show. Miami of Ohio got right after an upset the last week. Bear was stri- spot on with that. I think I'm going to lay the 10.5 here with Bol- uh, Toledo against Bowling Green. I, I like the c- just like them after a loss just to get back on track here.
1: I'm going to hold my nose here. Believe it or not, I'm going to play the under of 50 points. Very difficult to play unders when it comes to matching. I don't know how much Bowling Green is going to get going tonight from an offensive perspective. They're 98th in the country in scoring. They're 92nd in yards per play. And Toledo has the best defense in the MAC. They're only giving up 22 points per game this season, which is 34th in college football. But you have to remember with these MAC games, like these teams, their stats are skewed because their non-conference schedules can be brutal. Uh, Toledo, to your point, has this big bounce back spot coming up here after losing to Eastern Michigan last week. They were nine point favorites in that game. They also recently made the switch at quarterback. They went from Carter Bradley to Daquan Finn. Finn runs the ball more. He's more of a dual threat guy, which is big for Toledo because their offensive line stinks. And as a result, he runs, keeps the clock moving, all that stuff. Under 50 in Toledo Bowling Green.
0: And Toledo needs wins to get bowl eligible. I mean, they yep. can't mess around anymore. They're, they're four and five. They do have Akron at the end of the season, but Akron played well last night, almost beat Western Michigan outright. So uh, no messing around. Go into Bowling Green. Take care of business. Any other action for you?
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get there by kickoff. It's a huge total. It's 75 points. Oh. Central Michigan and Kent State. I am looking a little bit to the over. These are two of the fastest teams in the country when it comes to tempo. All right. It's one of the reasons Kent State really struggles on defense. They're giving up about 39 points per game in conference play because their time of possession is brutal. They, they just they snap and go, snap and go, snap and go. They're 127 out of 130 teams in terms of time of possession. So they move so fast. A lot of times they hang the defense out to dry. And as a result, the defense is giving up a ton of points. Kent State, again, to my point earlier, these guys play tough non-conference schedules. At a conference, Kent State played Texas A&M and Iowa. Central Michigan at a conference played LSU. Throw all that out and just look at their their MAC statistics. Kent State's averaging about 38 points a game. Central Michigan about 31 points per game. You factor in the pace, uh, I think I'll be on the over by kickoff. But this is such a huge number. There's no guarantee. It would be a small wager, if anything.
0: Okay, let's go to the association. I am a... I'm on the, the heat. I, I really like the situation here. Obviously the, the hoopla with Morris and Jokic the other night, but they got they got they lost. They they got you know kind of beat beat up a little bit in Denver. I like the heat. One of four teams in top ten, both offensive and defensive efficiency, coming off a loss. I think they're gonna bring it, and the Lakers are just the Lakers right now. No LeBron, they're shaky defensively. I just trust the heat more, even though on paper the Lakers do have talent, obviously with A D leading the way. And they're starting to get healthier with some of those role players like Ariza, talent, uh, THT, and then also Nunn is back. So Lakers are there, but I, it's just a short number for Miami to be laying. I mean, it's four and a half. I guess it's not that short of a number, but I like the Heat. They're just they're just more reliable.
1: It's, it's obviously a small sample, but Miami has bounced back well off both of their previous losses earlier this year. They won and covered both times out. That was their third loss the other night against Denver, so it's not going to surprise me at all if you're right, and they bounce back here. They got the Clippers tomorrow night in LA as well. So you wonder if anyone's going to be going out partying. That's the one thing I would consider. But ultimately, I'd agree with you on that as well. I'm going to look to the Knicks-Bucks game. I'm making two bets in this one. I'll lay the four with the Knicks. I'll also lay the one and a half with the Knicks in the first half. I actually like that one more. Let's start with the situation. Knicks were off last night, so they got some rest. Tough spot for the Bucks. All right, they just played last night. It's the second half of a road back-to-back. Third game and four nights, fourth game and six nights. So every one of those scenarios is creeping up for Milwaukee here. The Knicks this season in the first half, second in scoring, fourth in scoring defense. They're one of, if not the best, first half teams in the, in the NBA. Milwaukee, 22nd in first half scoring defense. So there's going to be a real opportunity to jump on them early and then close it out late. Milwaukee's really fallen off since last season. And that's to be expected. I'm not talking them. They won the title. If they start slow, who cares? You're entitled to it. But last year, they were fifth in O rating and ninth in D rating. All right. Those numbers have dropped to 17th and 18th, respectively. So I think the Knicks jump all over them the light. Like them in the first half. I like them minus four for the game. I'm also going to make a smaller play on the under. It's 206. Throwback to like 2005 here. Under 2,206. In the Celtics-Raptors game, no Jalen Brown for Boston, which drops the team's O rating from 106 to 98. That's a significant fall off, especially for a team that ranks 22nd in offensive rating to begin with. So I don't expect a lot there. Toronto, 22nd in scoring this season, but they've been good defensively. They're 10th in defensive rating, 4th in scoring defense. You've got two teams that rank in the bottom 11 in the NBA in terms of pace. Toronto's 29th. This is going to be a grind. I think it opened 209. It's down to 206. I'd play the under Celtics Raptors.
0: One final game for me. I like the Suns a little bit. They're laying five at home to the Blazers. Blazers are now 0-5 straight up and against the spread on the road this year. Got Dame complaining about the refereeing or officiating in the the loss last night. I just think it's a... The Suns are starting to get right. They've covered, I believe, uh, four in a row. And, you know, they had that that lull to start the year where they started 1-4 ATS, but they've bounced back. They've won five straight, covered four straight. I think they're finding their groove again. And, again, Portland a little shaky on the road, back-to-backs. Not the longest road trip, but things aren't jiving right now with the Blazers. New coach with Chauncey Bilbs. I think it's a good spot. Five's about as high as I would go here. But maybe if you like to do the middle thing, lay the five, you'll be able to play plus seven, plus eight at some point and have some fun with that game. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Appreciate everyone downloading and subscribing and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. We're back at our usual time slot tonight, 6 Eastern.